Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products like Venom heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. No, send it back. <laughs> no. Welcome in. I don't to want the it. The DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR to sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boosts every single day. Pick of the week for you today. Just do whatever Megan says. <laughs> because she called a Miko Ranton and Hat trick tonight. Uh, damn. Uh, I, I don't even know what the odds on that would have been. A lot. Uh, yeah, <laughs> definitely a lot. Uh, so head on they over. Go places, bets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not anymore. I'm uh, passing the torch off. <laughs> the I'm done with it. Oh, yeah. We'll call it. We'll call it Megan's money maker. Yeah, so. there it is. There you go. I've never placed a bet in my life. <laughs> I just say things. You just say things. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to put money behind it. I, I think like, the power. I like that you've at least got the parlance uh, placed a bet. Because <laughs> the last time that you told us that you had never bet on sports, it was, I've never no, done No, she's a, never. I know. Yeah, I've never, never done a sports betting. Yeah. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I've never done a sports uh, betting. sports betting. <laughs> what she said. Is, I've never placed a bet. So we're, we're getting, getting there. Close. <laughs> that, that door is open. All right. That's like, that's the gateway. Talking about betting is the gateway to betting. Like, you don't have to place a bet. You just have to tell me what you want, and then I'll <laughs> place those bets. I'll reap the rewards, and I'll give you a high five afterwards. <laughs> Head on over to DraftKings. We'll never get we'll never get our steak dinners. That's true. Ooh. Be sure to use the DNVR code. Uh, must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. See DraftKings.com/sportsbook for details. Of course, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. It is toasty up here. Are there any promotions for people who've never done a sports bet on DraftKings? Uh, uh, yes. There are, are first-time <laughs> user bets yeah. every day. You get like up to $1,000 matched. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah, so they match, your, they match deposits that you make, and then they give you free bets along the way. That and they're usually nice. like literally free bets where yeah. they're like, if this team gets one yard uh, of offense in the game, you get two hundred dollars. You get two hundred dollars yeah. worth of free bets, and they break it down into eight twenty-five dollar bets. I don't know about this. So, <laughs> plus Jesus. five thousand. Not bad. Can we I agree talk with about Kay. new? I can't bet. No, we refuse. <laughs> we will talk about nobody today. <laughs> nobody. Uh Anyway, do we have abs, a timer? I've got a 60 yeah. second recap to do. Avs do win 6 3. AJ's going to try and do this in 60 seconds. Yeah. It's going to be a tough one. Yeah. Uh, Give me a minute. Great. A minute? Gives me, gives me a chance here. Don't start, man. Jesse's not here. <laughs> a minute to set up for a minute recap. Yeah. All right. It's a one to one ratio. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like 1990s CD burning. Ready? Man. That was more like 2000. <laughs> All right. So a great first period for the Evs. A great first period. They dominate the game. They get goals from Logan O'Connor and JT Comfer, which are depth boys. Depth. Needed that. Those are depth goals, yeah. especially because you look at the lines for those. You get your defense has three of the four assists. Alex Newlick has the other sick. Yep. That's the system working. Okay. And then the second period started, and Miko ranted in, outweights poor, poor Elvis Merzlikens. <laughs> Makes it 3 nothing. That lead lasts about a, about the blink of an eye, maybe two blinks of an eye. Uh, and the penalty parade began that would dominate the second period. Uh, and then it got to 3-1 immediately. Eventually gets to 3-2 as Columbus takes over. The third period starts. Columbus ties it at 3-3 early on in the third period. And then the Avs run away with it as Miko Rantanen catches in a hat trick and they win 6-3. Woo! 
Woo! Just gonna ignore Woo! Kale McCarr's first goal like that, huh? That's what the rest of the fucking show is for, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he looked over and Jesus. saw the time. He was right. like, I saw the I ten, I I saw I the ten seconds since I was in the second period. And was like, all right, my boy. Just, it was the let's... start of the second period with twenty seconds left. I was well, like, let's Ooh. do this. Great recap, AJ. Uh, Got it. Worst. Megan approved. <laughs> worst part of the hockey game. Second period. Blowing a three goal lead <laughs> or the refing? I look for me. <laughs> it's blowing the three goal lead. Like sure, it's yeah. it's absolutely, and it's the second three goal lead that you've blown in as many games. Yep. So that's that's a problem. You for can't sure. dress that up. But holy shit, the officiating was awful. <laughs> I These mean, dudes must have thought that they were on like prime time television because they wanted to be front front row center stage the works. They wanted to be on camera all game. They wanted to keep it close. Keep Dude, it interesting. It was so brutal. <laughs> I, the the thing that drives me crazy about this is not that they were making soft calls, but that they were hilariously inconsistent. Do we so was there I, I just want clarification cuz I never actually looked it up, but was it actually a too many men that they called? It was, yes. That then we there never, were only five dudes. We as never far as saw we could any tell. indication yeah. that there were more than five guys on they the ice. They showed the yep. replay, and there was only five yeah. guys there on were, the replay. There were four dudes at one point <laughs> on that four, replay. <laughs> the replay that they showed in the game was four guys with a fifth that hopped on, and that's yeah. when they called the penalty. And it was. Everybody was like, what the fuck? <laughs> so I want to I want to know if that was. Legitimately, like a truly phantom call. I from or, every angle I've seen, it's not legit. But okay, because I, I you know. I know that we always go back and like take a look at these things later when we're like, what? <laughs> that one I never saw, and it didn't seem like like uh, I wasn't like on Twitter throughout the game, but I checked it pretty quickly to see if anybody else had it or whatever. And yeah. I never saw anything. Yeah. I never once saw that penalty, <laughs> not once. <laughs> so. That was one where you're like, you blow a three-goal lead. Yeah. And but holy smokes, was there some help getting and there. Like, I, this isn't even about the the avalanche blowing the lead or anything for me. You as the NHL are putting your game on a global stage. Yeah. And that's the refing you bring? Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Like, I, I think Chris Rooney sucks, but I don't think TJ Luxmore is that bad of an official. Uh, but to see how that game got called was... It was absolutely frustrating. Like, it was it was absolutely frustrating because you're talking about by the time you get to the third period and they call the double minor on Dryden Hunt. Yeah, it's a double minor. He hit him in the he face with a stick. Yeah. He draws Lead. blood. Like, yeah. there isn't anything that you can complain about. And you're yep. like, now we're at this point. You've call, and then the the slash that they call on Line A. Yep, it's right on his hands. It prevents yep. him from making a play. It's like all of these things were relevant. Those are two. Absolutely legitimate, true blue penalties. They were both called correctly, a double minor and a minor. They're the 13th call of the game because of all the shit that you've called. <laughs> they spent all game, like, ticky-tacky, like, making shit up as they go. That when you get legit calls, you're like, Jesus, dude. Like, do you see how ridiculous these calls look compared to the ones earlier? Yep. How made up the ones earlier feel when you see what real penalties look like. How about that McKinnon penalty, though? The cross check. Oh, Where my. were we at? On that uh, that's that, not a penalty. Was that soft? That's not a penalty. No. I mean, his arms are extended. Stick across on a guy that's going to the net. The same play happened, like... Ten times in the third period, and then <laughs> not a single one of them like didn't even. But it's bat not, going, not going to the net though, like right, like that stuff happens all the time in the corner. You can't call it differently on because it's this part of the ice. Sure, you can. Like, they do it all the time. Yeah. I know, and it's fucking stupid. I. <laughs> no. <laughs> I really, I really thought it was a bad call, and then when you've had a penalty parade like this. You have to know players are frustrated. Yeah. Yeah. Right. They have no what idea what the standard is. Yeah. To injury. And then and then you give them the extra two minutes and you just keep yelling at him to get in the box. Like, bro, if you have that big of a problem with it, just kick him the fuck out. <laughs> You've already put your stamp on the game. Why not go all the way and throw out a star <laughs> player in the global series? Like, come on. It just seems like Avs have this like it's it's a, they it's they insane. do this in the second period a lot where they this yeah. they take dumb penalties and like you gotta know like 
it's a tic tacky called game. So like yeah. you've got you can't do anything because this is what happens with the abs. Like they take all these penalties and the other team gets back into it because more than and, likely they're gonna get a point well, or two out of it. And, and look, for the record, PK was honestly great tonight. Yeah, yeah. they the, killed two double minors. The the goal that gets scored on a power play tonight from Columbus or on yeah. today, not tonight, but <laughs> Does not occur on either yep. one of their double minors. Yeah, they had two four, essentially two four minute power play opportunities. Yep, because the first one was it was like three forty. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but but did not did not yeah. score on either one of those, and those were in big situations. Yep, they they needed those, uh, they needed those kills, and they. They got him. It was, and, it was great. And we'll get to the second. I just wanted to get the refing stuff out of the way so we don't have to talk about it for the rest of the show. Yeah. Um, circle back to the first period. Best period of the season for Colorado, maybe? It was good. For uh, lines two through four, yes. Absolutely. I mean, it felt... It, there really didn't feel like a downside to that, that period to me. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, shots ended up like... 13 to 5 or had something like seven, that. Yeah, I had yeah, one, like seven, one seven, scare seven, there with okay. Georgie like where it hit like hit the they hit the post. Yeah, it hit yeah, the post. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. then he grabbed it. Yeah, and, and then, then they after poked the it whistle, in. Yeah. yeah. Under his like they yeah. pitchforked him to dislodge the puck as it yeah. slid but, in. Uh, really the, the 16 to 7. 6. Wow. The one problem you had left with the Avs offense depth scoring. Yeah. You get a goal new hook to O'Connor. Yeah. And you get a goal on a tip in from JT Comfer. Depth yeah. scoring solved? Check mark. We're done. <laughs> solved done. Well, I mean, that I mean, stocks are going up. You've gotten you've gotten right. two goals out of your bottom six at that point. It would. It's hard to call anybody like bottom like the rotation is super weird. You could really, even just yeah. say bottom nine because <laughs> that top line continue like you expect the top line to score. Yeah. Yep. But uh, you got you got two goals uh, out of the rest of your forwards, which has been the problem. And I think the concern too was this perceived demotion to Newhook. How will that affect his ability to be visible? And it was a really quick response to see him set up that play to OC and make himself visible. A lot of that was largely driven by Newhook's drive up the ice. And so I credit him a lot with mm-hmm. how that goal gets scored. And I think that's a pretty good answer to can Newhook continue to succeed even if he is at a slightly less lesser role. Two points in two games. Yep, I like it. And I think am I? I, have, I should go back and watch it before I bring this up. But does he catch them in a change? There is that. Is that why there was the space that they had? Is that new hook? I have to went watch it back. Yeah, I'll watch it real quick. Because he received it from in the av zone, so they might have been in half and half transition. Kinda, yeah. yeah. Um. And, and look, scroll a long way. The, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of my breakdown's going to be a, a work of art. <laughs> uh, yeah, they are. They are kind of in a change. Okay. And the guy comes off of the bench and goes right at New Hook, and that's how he can get the center across, of the ice yeah. ended up open. Yeah. Uh, is that nobody took New Hook, and when New Hook saw that he had LFC in the middle and that he had a one on two, he just moves the puck to open space, and they get like they get a break. That puck hits. The defender stick and ramps up and goes in, but it's that's good offense. Like yep. That's well, you put yourself in a position to get a break like that with all good decisions and good hockey, crisp passing, good decision making, go to open space. Like, well, seems and, seems easy, right? When when it works and, like that. And Newhook was all over the place tonight, doing yes. a lot of good stuff. Yeah, zone entries, defensively, you name it. And you know, again, the lines are. A mess. It feels like every other shift, Bednar's throwing somebody with somebody else in the amp's bottom Which nine. Which I think continues to be part of their problem. Yeah. Is that they're not, they well, don't know who they I, are playing with shift to shift. I wasn't. And so when you have a conversation on the bench afterward about, oh, I'm taking this guy, this is what I'm seeing, this is what I'm seeing. Well, okay, great. Now on the next shift, it's a different guy I, out there. I wasn't going to bring this up till later, but you had. Jacob McDonald played three minutes tonight. Dude, what's the point? And you had Mikhail Maltsev play uh, five, under yeah. five. I liked Maltsev's game. It's, you're essentially playing with 16 skaters at that point. Like, Yeah, Evan Rodriguez, like a 23 yeah, minute night. Yeah. Would you just be better off removing those guys from your roster right. and saving the caps? Right, you might as well. you're going to use them like that? Certainly like, McDonald at three minutes. Like, what's the point? I don't get it. And I think this is where they uh, 
Abe Kubel <laughs> waiver claim today. I, I would prefer to do this at the end of the show. Right. Talk about this. I was gonna, but we just kind of walked yeah, into the room. Yeah, we just sort of backed yeah. into let's, let's table it for the end of the show. We'll sure. put a pin in it. Uh, second goal, you get a tip in from JT Comfer. I, I had a sneaking suspicion that this Finland trip could be a get-right trip for Colorado given Columbus's poor season so far and things like that. But they really solved <laughs> every problem that they've had and, and will sort of. It's certainly offensively, we'll get to McCarr's goal in a little bit. This game, as a whole, it felt like the Colorado Avalanche offense that you're used to. I'm glad you singled out offense. Yeah, I, I, defense is a different conversation. Yeah. We're going to get there. <laughs> um, because I do, I do agree with you. This felt like certainly three lines that attacked. Three lines that had varying degrees of effectiveness. Three lines that were effective they they did they did the job i mean you get goals from throughout your lineup you get assists from throughout your lineup like that uh you you get the you get the production from the back end but all of it i mean all aspects of what you expect avalanche offensively to, to what the, what for them to look like i think you saw today I think it starts, too, when you have depth scoring right off the bat, right? Because that changes the game plan from the other team where you don't have to just focus on that top line because when you're looking at the abs and what has happened in the last nine games, you're seeing that top line just dominate. So once that happens, then you have to, you know, you have to kind of change up your game plan of how you're going to play defense against a team like this because you're not just worried about one line anymore. You're worried about that whole roster coming at you. Well, and especially after the first period when you're like, Jesus, these guys just ate us up. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that first period, too, set the tone just with depth scoring right off the jump. But even the second power play unit being able to capitalize on the power play with an expiring power play comes at an opportune time, especially when you look at the landscape of the game entirely. You see how important that second goal Mm. is for this team to have a strong first period. Yeah. And. They needed every inch of it in the end. But too bad it didn't carry over <laughs> the way that you yeah. wanted to. Well, all right. It carried over for 45 seconds. True. In, in the second <laughs> well, and I think that's, what, I think that's the point that, that the couch has made here in the last minute. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is that, is, Superstition couch. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Anyways, is the, shut the depth- out. <laughs> Come on! All right. Well, you tell them they're going to get a shutout next time, and we'll no, see. That's, that's, no, no, we don't say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to say before every game now. No, just a shirt that says "shutout." <laughs> no, it needs to be like one of those flippable, like changeable shirts, <laughs> where in one mode it says "shh." And the other, it says shut out. Oh, and like the Christian Horner shirt? Yeah, yeah. I, lo- I love that shirt. <laughs> but it says, it says I'm a hardcore Christian. And then on the back, it says Horner hater. <laughs> it's the best. Uh, shirt out. <laughs> Before we get into the second period, we are brought to you by Avaca TV. You can go get it today at avaca.tv slash DNVR. It's E-V-O-C-A dot TV slash DNVR. You can watch the abs on altitude there. They've got AT&T Sportsnet as well. They've got national channels. So you're completely covered for your Colorado sports watching needs. <sighs> Had people asking me where to watch the game on the watch along. Avaca is the way to do it. Uh, check it out today. They're super awesome. You can also watch the uh, DNVR Nuggets Serbia documentary on Avaca right now. People you, loving it. Yeah. Very well received. It's good stuff. Uh, also brought to you by Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. People were throwing back the, uh, what are we calling them? The red beers? Oh, yeah. What are those? It's just a, I don't know. It's just a beer with Bloody Mary mix. Yes, that is a red beer. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Tiff. So you can try those tomorrow for the, for the noon game once again. Which actually, the Fs have a number of, of matinees this year. Yeah. Seems like they had very little last it, year. Yeah, they, they, they had really like didn't. one. Yeah. And they have like three weeks in a row they have one yeah. in March or something. Yeah. yeah. Like, so more opportunities Great to get month. in on the, on the Breck yeah. Bruce. Well, and you notice the NFL season finishes and the NHL is like, flood Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> People need something to do. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
Uh, second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. As we already stated, started great. Is Miko like the most patient player in the NHL when it comes to puck management? Like almost to a fault at times. It causes him problems. I mean, we we talked about the the move that Panarin made in the shootout yeah, and yeah. how it's like there's only a handful of guys that you would trust to do something like this. Like Miko's definitely in that class where he's not pressed about anything. Like he's just like, okay, well, if I just take my time, then you'll just get out of my way and I can shoot into an empty net. <laughs> this is a lot easier yeah. than trying to beat you. I mean, it's crazy when you can see guys that can change the tempo of a yep. game. Because that's hard to do in hockey, right? Like, because mm-hmm. usually you're just playing against another team, and when yep. there's a guy out there that can change that tempo, watch out for that dude. If they can speed it up or slow it down, there's and Miko slows it down. There's no coincidence that the guys who slow down the games the best and make everybody play at their pace are the Miko Rantanens and the Patrick Kanes and the yep. Nikita Kucherovs are Temi Panarin's. Oh, these are all top 20 players that I'm talking about, <laughs> by the way. Um, and the move, because you're right, a guy that can absolutely dictate the pace of everybody else on the ice. Yep. It's a unique ability. And we're talking about a guy s- slowing it down. Well, they've got guys on the other side that will speed it up in McKinnon and McCarr, which, yep. holy smokes, did we see later. But that that Rantanen goal to start the second period, it's like it's a good passing play from everybody involved. For sure. Really nice play by yeah. Rodriguez. I loved his commitment. It was. Falling on the ice. The. Uh, Evan, I, I'm getting more and more comfortable with the idea that Evan Rodriguez just like belongs here. I yeah. like him so much. Like, <laughs> like to me, I'm like, this is the guy that when they go into free agency next year. Just lock it down. You keep him and you let JT go because this is a guy that's affecting games in different ways in a way that you're not seeing from a JT. Yep. And. Because you never would believe which one of those guys is the one making three and a half million right now. <laughs> the way that Rodriguez is really, and it's it's been in different roles. Because he was super bad to start the season. But this was another really good effort where we've talked about it before. It's a skill to play with skilled players. And he went from the middle of their lineup. Now he's on their top line. And he's just seamlessly transitioned. And that pass that he makes to Miko... Gorgeous. I mean, it's he was one of several plays that he made in the game. Very, yeah. very good yeah. stuff from him. Should have had another assist on a on a PK. Yeah, Cagliano really should have scored yeah. that. But. but that's it's a great play by Miko, and you know gives them a three nothing lead that fortunately they don't get to like enjoy very much. Um, but it does it does put them there. And look. You can't get to six without getting to three. That first. goal gives the Avs a three-goal lead for the second time in as many games. Yeah, and uh, yeah. I don't want to be too harsh, but the Avs just fucking fell apart. Well, and this is where this is where it, the two stories that we talked about became intertwined. Yep, the Avs were not playing good, smart, right. disciplined hockey, and the officiating was really bad. Yep, and it opened up the door for catastrophe. And and that's it's it I, didn't really burn them that badly. It, 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 one, it didn't really burn them that badly. And for starters, I really don't have that much of a problem with the first goal. You take a penalty, the refing is what it is, and they get a tip play on you and score. <laughs> it's it, a great tip. You live with... It's the same... I mean, we, we kind of skipped over JT's tip tip goal, but... We did. It's but basically the same thing. A guy is. goes in front of the net, you yep. throw it out from out high, you get a tip, it beats a goalie. You're not mad at the goalie, you're not mad at your defense. Yep. The other team makes a nice play. Yep. It's a great like, tip, too, from him. Yeah, it's a great tip. Yep. And, I, yeah. and that was just good old offensive and, hockey. And, right and there. those are the type of goals where it's, you go, okay, that's why you score three is because yeah. the other team is also good and can do things. Yeah, when you trade those goals, you're like, all right, we're even. Yeah. We're 1-1 on these yeah. tip plays. And it's the response, right? Because after that goal, the Avs basically spend the rest of the second period just getting completely caved. <laughs> and... It feels a little bit like back in 1819, 1920, with the younger abs. You said 1819. I'm like, man, we're going the way back. <laughs> <laughs> There's a hyphen in there. There's a hyphen in there. Yeah, it was just the way you said it. Just uh, my brain was like, what happened in 1819? When the abs, when this core was younger, they had problems at times stemming the momentum when it swung back the other way. They definitely rode that roller coaster too hard, and we're yeah. seeing it again. Yep. 
and I think that that more than anything, I think that's an identity thing, and that's a their full lineup isn't totally comfortable yet. They're not it's locked true. in, and how can they be? Going back to a usage problem, uh, where your lineup is so fractured into into distinct usage uh, usage issues. How do you develop an identity? Uh, is is Jared Bender just trying to survive right now with this kind of usage? Is he just trying to get by? Like, okay, well, well, hey, I don't have Big Val. I thought I was gonna have Big Val, and we're not gonna have him till maybe next week when we get back. I, I don't know. I, I guess I just don't. It, I, I, I think it's really hard for a team to find rhythm and settle in. What when they're all over the map like this? Every shift is different. Megan, you've given us the solution to the betting. Can you give us a solution <laughs> to the Avs sorting out whatever you want to call this? Their inability to maintain their wildly abhorrent team defense. Where whatever you want to get it on, how do they fix it? Honestly, I don't feel like this solution is coming from me either. It's coming based off of what I think Bednar is communicating with the team. Okay. And it seems like it is still related to chemistry and getting everyone on the team on the same page about where that effort level needs to be throughout the course of a game. I don't know if it's because there are new faces in the room that this isn't happening because it doesn't seem like it's new people that are applying pressure incorrectly throughout the course of a game because uh, this is something that troubled the Avs even last year especially at the end of the regular season we became really concerned with how they were able to rest on their laurels in a second period and lose control of a game as a result of not always gauging how to apply pressure correctly so anyways thinking back to the solution I, I think it, it's going to come down to something mental being worked out among the team and an understanding of how this effort needs to be applied throughout a full 60 minutes um because the talent level is obviously there. They sort of regained footing in the third. They had such a dominant first that it saved their second. You'd like to just see them play a little more comfortably. We joke about the Avs enjoying being choked a little. <laughs> and that it, maybe it is an identity problem. Like maybe, but if they continue to win, I don't know. And, and I, I mean, the chat, I'm sure, can already tell the difference in our emotions on this podcast in a game where they blew a three goal lead, but the final score is six, three. So you're like, ah, it's fine. I mean, it's, it's not, but like how you respond to it, right? Yeah. Because they don't give up that fourth goal, right? They get the fourth goal. They recapture control of the game and they did it in a dominant well, it, way. It, it, and we are not there yet, I, but like, yeah, we'll get there. I we'll think, there. I think in blowing the three goal lead, you're like, okay, what's the difference? Because against the Islanders, it was one shift. They blow the the, uh, the collapses. The collapse yes. is done. It's back. To, you're back to tied, and on the immediate next shift, they get beat again. Yeah. They get. They give up. They give up what ends up being the win. The, like, Not the winning goal, right? But the, but the goal, goal that ended but, it. Yes, yeah. and and that's they. The Islanders took control in that in that situation, and where this was different is that and, the Avs the Avs just didn't cede control. They lost the lead. But their response they, to that adversity was different. They didn't cede control. I do have concerns about them having another, not to the level of the Islanders did, but giving yeah. up that second goal to the Columbus tonight was a little bit of a disaster shift. Yeah. They kind of completely fell apart. I mean, there's nothing zone. good between the moment that it went from 3 nothing to 3-3. Three, three. There's very, very, very little good to say about the Avalanche other than they killed a couple penalties along the way. Weirdly. Oh. <laughs> I wouldn't say that this is just an abs issue, though. Like, if you look across the league right now, this is happening a lot. It's not the it old NHL where it's like you go up by a few goals, you start just shutting down, you know, your system changes yeah. almost into a trap, and then the game's over, you win. It's like you're seeing this league-wide where teams are going up big, and then the other team comes back. I mean, the talent level's there on all the teams now. You're not you're not running into places and where it's just like, you know, an ass kicking from period, the, period one to the end. Yeah. The part of it that's more frustrating to me is actually the defense, but we'll get to that on the third yeah. goal. Um, the the forwards defending for the Avs have pretty consistently found themselves getting lost. It happened with Line A tonight. It's a sort of six on five situation because of the delayed penalty. But Line A has from the blue line to yes. the face off dot right. to walk into. Penalty was bullshit. I know. But it, 
the coverage there is is broken. I even pointed it out on the watch along. Mm-hmm. You have both Sam Gerard, I think it was, and JT Comfer halfway commit to him, yeah. but there's no communication. Neither of them know which guy is supposed to be taking that. And the Avs just get caught in the middle a lot, it feels like, right now. This seems like I've brought this up before. Like my, my whole thing is like the center of the ice right now for the Avalanche is soft, meaning that the other team is getting a lot of chances in that you know, home plate area where they should be covered. And a lot of that has to do with the Avalanche defensive system of just attacking the puck. What's happening, though, is like from last year to this year is last year they won those pack the puck battles along the boards yeah so you didn't see the puck come out to the center of the ice where they're getting free shots this year you're starting to see more shots coming from that home plate area and that's that's a big issue they've got to start winning those puck battles i and the thing is i think this is a pretty predetermined scouted thing from teams you're seeing teams specifically say plop a guy right in the middle of the ice yep and take advantage of that against Colorado. So we're only at game 10, but you're going to have to start seeing in-season adjustments from Colorado's defense to counter some of the things that teams are bringing against them specifically. Just to further this point, the Avs with a shot advantage today and a scoring chance advantage at 5v5, high danger chances are 10 to 4 for Columbus. Yeah. Because they're getting consistent chances from the middle. And when you switch it over to all situations, 18 to 7 for Columbus, including 9 to nothing in the third period. Jeez. Wow. So you're giving up the exact kinds of chances you don't want to be giving yep. up. And it's putting extra stress on Georgiev, yep. who I, I thought was okay through most of this game, and then kicked oh. it up a notch. Agreed. At the end, the only real problem I had was the line goal. Uh, yes, the Abs gave line all the space in the world, but yeah. the, the, he's pretty <laughs> holy on that goal. Holy. There, yeah. oh. it beats him. It five beats hole. him yeah. five hole, and it's not close. Like sometimes you look at a five hole goal and you're like, "That was a puck sized hole. Yeah. <laughs> that was not a puck sized hole. That was a baby sized hole." <laughs> There were a lot of pucks that would have fit into that thing. <laughs> like, it was so wide open that you're like, what is he doing there? It's just really poorly played by yeah. Georgiev. It's just the Avs make life so hard on themselves because they get a three-goal lead. And, yes, they hold it to 3-2 at the end of the second period. Barely. But they've given away the opportunity that they created for themselves. And they have to then play a significantly better third period to win the hockey game, which they don't do at the start. And I mean, this one is just Sam Girard eating shit for the, the third goal against the through his legs. And then he just like face plants and you're like, what the hell dude? That was, that was bad. It's defended so poorly by him. And it's, it's something I want to chalk up to. Hey, Dude had a bad game, which Sam Gerrard absolutely did have a bad game. Oof, he was getting obliterated in the second period. But I can't shake this idea in my head of four games ago, we saw EJ do the same thing, fail to intercept the pass and eat shit. <laughs> Blaze, you've, you've talked pretty consistently about how bad the abs have been covering their net front area. Yeah. Do they need, I don't want to call it a systems overhaul, but does something need to change there? Well, absolutely. I mean, it's not working like it was last year, so you're going to have to change something. And, you know, if you trust the Avs organization, this is something that they do, and they they don't shy away from waiting to change those things. There is going to be some pain, though, as they go through those changes. If they're going to address those concerns, it's going to look bad for a little bit during games until everybody buys into this new system. I think it's interesting to see how teams are attacking them from down low because one of the areas that the Avs just eat you up is along the wall, getting out of their zone. They fly the zone so aggressively. They put so much pressure. And we're seeing teams adjust to how the Avs want to attack by putting the puck really low in Colorado's zone, playing behind the net, and trying to go in front of the net. Not trying to go up the wall. The Avs want that. The Avs are trying to funnel pucks up the wall. It's how their whole defensive system is designed. We want 
to the outside and pucks going up the wall where if we win a battle, we can break out and we'll have the numbers advantage. We're faster than everybody. So we're just going to put the Camaro into gear and vroom, 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 vroom. We, you know, they go. And so you're seeing teams, you're seeing teams have the puck down low and attack from behind going out into, into the front. And Colorado has not adjusted well yeah. to it. And tonight, tonight was a, today's game was a great example of just how bad they've defended that because the, the start of the third period, you have a three, two lead, you've killed penalties. You've, You've you think you're done shooting yourself in the foot, and then you go out there and you leave Sean Corrali. <laughs> and, and honestly, Sean Corrali and Liam Foody, both of them, both I thought he had his are first NHL goal. <laughs> so wide open. by his own teammate. I'm sad. <laughs> like both of them are so wide open, and Eric Robinson is just sitting back there, makes an easy pass to the to center of the ice, yeah. and it's a great finish more than anything else from. That's a great finish from Sean Corrales. For sure. But the... Leave a guy unattended in that area it, in the well, first and Two unattended. Two. <laughs> continues to be... Because after after a second period where you hemorrhage chances, yep. especially in front of your net, you get out with the lead, and you're like, okay, whoo, let's not do that. Let it, let's <laughs> fix that part of this and not give up chances here. You're like two minutes into the third period. Well, and you and you give that chance up, and it's a great finish. But what are you doing? It, and and two of them, they're both there. The expectation, especially in this game, the Avs should have had specifically blowing a lead under the microscope, given that they had five days to think about the three goal lead they just yeah. blew. And you come in and do that, yeah, fair to be concerned about. Um. He should be until <laughs> until they get a three goal lead and then just they hammer it home. Don't blow. You Thankfully, know you're going to be concerned I, about it. I I do uh, just the smallest drop of optimism there. The Avs never trailed in this hockey game. Yeah, they didn't fully blow it. Obviously, they won the game. So <laughs> it could have been way way worse. Uh, we are brought to you by Hassle Cattle Company. You can get your meat at HassleCattleCompany.com. Get 20% off with code DNVR20 when you check out. They'll ship it right to your door. They have a bunch of amazing beef from Wagyu beef burgers to Wagyu sausage meat. I don't. I think it's it's just the same meat. They just well, put the, it in like the little... The yeah. sausages are so popular. They, they literally... Sell us out at every. Yeah. I say sell. At, they're free, but at Broncos tailgates, people yeah. just yeah. people all turn into Megan-style pizza wood chippers <laughs> and just devour the sausages. <laughs> so go get those. They also sell tomahawk steaks, ribeyes, all the good stuff. If you want a steak dinner, they got you covered. Again, HassleCattleCompany.com to check them out there. And of course, last but not least, brought to you by Athletic Greens. Uh, we'll have to ask Jesse if they help with jet lag. I'm I'm not sure on that one, but good question. They definitely help get you up and going in the morning. It's just one scoop of if water. You're Jesse, don't you milk that on the way home? Oh, absolutely. You get home and you're like, I'm jet lag, boys. I can't need a week off. Yeah. <laughs> I'm curious about the practice schedule too. Returning, like if yeah. they have them practicing as early as Tuesday. I expect Tuesday. Yeah, it's we'll gonna see. be rough. Yeah. Uh, we should get the team some athletic. We should get the team see. some athletic grades. Stop, stop with the BioSteel <laughs> drink and get some oh, athletic grades. Those BioSteel water bottles are everywhere. But They're athletic so greens, too. plenty of athletes do use it as part of their daily routine and workout and stuff like that. It's great for your immune system, so you can get that boosted. If you're coming back from Finland, the uh, after travel, most common time people get sick. So true. The more you know. Uh, check out no, Athletic Greens. Because they spent time in an airport. Which is <laughs> yeah, like maybe. Cesspool of humanity. Go to athleticgreens.com slash avalanche. Get that so you don't get sick. It'll take care of you, boost your immune system, all of that. When you order today, you get a year's supply of vitamin D to go with it. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. Uh, it was pretty dicey there in the third period. <laughs> Dryden Hunt gets called for the, the double minor. So they give up the goal. Yep. You're tied. He gets called for the double minor, and you're like, really? It's going to be like this? And you wanted to be mad about the double minor, but you're mostly just mad. Like, what are you doing? Like, tomahawking <laughs> another human being like that. Control your stick. Seriously. Yeah. It and it, it, the kill was great. Excellent penalty yeah. kill, top to bottom. 
that they have flipped the script and get the power play the other way. And and the PK the PK was great in this game. We should top really, to bottom. Like, it, yeah, we're gonna, we're talking about this this kill in particular, but they killed the earlier double minor on Nathan McKinnon, and you know they get a scoring chance on that. I think that they, was the one they that should have scored a goal. Rodriguez yeah. to Cogliano. Who, yeah. I don't know if that was the shaft of the stick from Mercy. Yeah, I, I, I oh, think did it, it was, actually hit something? I, it, Elvis got a piece of it oh, somewhere. Okay. I was like, that was the whole It didn't hit the at. post. Yeah. Oh. On replay, they saw far side. It never got to the post, but I couldn't tell exactly what it I think it was the shaft of the stick. Yeah, I think so. So bad it might luck. have been. That's bad luck. It might have been one of those ones where you're like, that dude got it, so lucky. <laughs> it, it, it's bad luck, but it's also... This is becoming a repeat offender for Cogliano not finishing these. Sure. Yeah. I mean, after the, in the Islanders game, the conference centering pass, and yep. he blows it right in front where you're like, geez, man. But it was an, I will say, um, it was an interesting start to the third period because it was 3 2. You did have that shift. Comfort to Cout. Yep. Cout hits the post and just barely. It doesn't trickle in. Just off the goal barely doesn't him. get yeah. that thing to go. Then they tie it, then the four minutes, and you're like, you're thinking, you're like, what would that have done for yep. Martin Kaut's confidence? Yeah. What would that have done for his uh, his quest to, like, stay Be an, an NHLer, yeah. Which, by the way, we're talking about PK here. Martin Kaut, especially really on that, that, that second period double minor from McKinnon, Martin Kaut was really, really good on the PK. And those of us who have watched the Eagles are like, not a surprise. He's been good on this unit before, but to see him be that effective and to, to work that hard and to just win a battle and get a puck down the ice like that, that's why he got the nine minutes. That's why yep. that's the stuff that he needs to do. It, it may be limited opportunity, but if you play well on a PK, you play well in a situation where a coach is really trusting you, that's how you continue to build it up. He needs to do a little bit more at even strength, no doubt. But he did come very close to scoring what would have been a nice goal. It was a really nice tip. And then the work on the PK, it was good from him. But it, that PK really just, I, I think, should be commended. It was a really, really solid performance overall. Uh, you, you, When the other team goes one for seven, yep. and they have two double minors, they don't score on either one of those. That could have turned the game around. That could give them momentum. You score in the first half, and then you get the you know you get that other minor. You get the second half uh, to try and get another one. And you go you, you know you score on each half of the the double minor. That changes games like you know in in the blink of an eye. And the Avs just did not allow that to happen. So the PK it gives up another power play goal, but one for seven. I will take a one for seven. Yeah. That well and. and Especially look, given the circumstances. It, depending it's, on uh, the angle you want to look at it, the difference in this game is the Avs win the special teams battle. Yeah. They get two power play goals. In five chances? Yep. So two for five versus one for seven. Again, that's your difference. And if you could take one picture and frame our frustrations with Miko Rantanen into a single frame... Would it not be him actually shooting and scoring on the one-timer from the circle in the power play that everyone has been begging him to shoot? I mean, I've talked about it a lot so far this year, that their power play has given so many different looks. And then when it stagnated a little bit, what did it do? It settled into give it over to McKinnon to one time. Yeah. And you're like, why? Why? <laughs> you have Miko Rantanen who has scored us so many goals in the last few years. A lot of them of the one-time variety on a power play. He's that guy for you. Yep. Why has he been reduced to primarily playmaking and creativity versus giving him that opportunity? They do it. He rewards them. And that was a shot and a half. It was <laughs> a great an shot. awesome oh shot. Yeah. That was, that was not a... He had a lot of net to hit. Yeah. And he made it look prettier than it needed and, to be. It needed to be a good one because Merzlikens got over and, and contested. Who yep. has the best one tee on the abs? It's Miko. I think then it's probably Evan Rodriguez. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> but I was going to say. Miko, Miko has shown it over and over yeah. and over and over at the NHL level that he can make that he can make that shot often enough to be a legitimate weapon on the power I, play. 
And it was great to see that come back in the arsenal. That yep. that he's it's not down there. below the goal line. Yep. He moved out. They make a they make great work to get him that puck in that opportunity. Yeah. It's good puck movement all around. One timers require like the that play requires everybody to move. Well, and that puck movement created that movement uh, created the movement from Merslekins. Who does a great job getting across the challenge, but a great finish for Miko. It's a great finish. I don't want to undersell Kale McCarr on that play. On a absolutely not in a game, especially on a a game on questionable ice. The puck was bouncing a lot in this hockey game, and McCarr serves him a perfect pass that he can cut loose a one timer on from that circle. Um. The Avs power play continues to be their best part of their game yeah. by a pretty good margin. Uh, I mean, it's where their skill is taking over. Yeah. And pushing them ahead. But but even then, like you said, yes, it's the best part of the game. You're seeing different things. you got to go from the second unit tonight. And then you have same, same, but different as the Avs go back to Miko on the, on the one-time spot there. Uh, Megan... Uh, how would you score this third period for the Avs? Because obviously they get to the 6-3 final. How do you balance that with the not-so-great start? Um, sorry. Second period? Third period. Third period? And how do I compare it to the second period I, and the first? I would just say how do you rate the third, however you want to go with uh, in this In the scheme of this game, I don't even know, like, gold star first period... Good enough, third period, bad second. Okay. I think the first was still so strong that it won them the second and a little bit the third. Sure. But there were important things that happened in the third period, too, that I, I would still grade it a good period. Uh, it just it needed to be at minimum good because of how bad the second was. Yes. <laughs> Georgiev's save on line A yep. on a breakaway. Like, yep. That is when AJ said he, he was good and then he took it up a notch. Yeah. Important. Like, it cannot be understated to the role that Georgi have played in this game. How was he on the other blue line, by the way? Uncontested. <laughs> the biggest cherry picking. Was, was it time. a shift yeah. change or was he cherry no, picking? He was cherry picking. Cool. So yeah, the coaching the staff abs, was going back to squirt hockey. The abs you go stand out on the far blue attacked. line. <laughs> well, the abs went all in. Everybody attacked and they were buzzing and they were flying around the net. And Line A just like leaked out the back and was like, <laughs> "My guys will get it eventually. <laughs> I'm by myself. The whole ice is a passing lane." <laughs> uh, and then your classic great shooter, not good at breakaways, and yeah, yeah. like how many times have you, have you seen guys who are great goal scorers, but they do which, it with, with like great shooting? Not very good on breakaways because they don't. <laughs> the guy's not moving. They've got to try and pick a spot, and they, yeah. they're just not comfortable with it. Reminds me, kind of jumping backwards here. Sorry. Uh, All good. Back to the point where we're talking about Miko's patience. You have to respect it because go back a couple games, and Miko walks in on the shootout on Shesterkin and just rips a laser. Well, and look at the breakaway that he scored against the Islanders. Yes. He just rolls down and just smokes a wrist shot top yep. shelf. Yep. Just blows it right past Varley, it, and you're just like, okay. okay. <laughs> like, he can absolutely just do that to yep. you whenever he wants. You have to respect the shot. Yeah. So when he decides to be patient with it, he gets goalies to bite. That's a great point. It's uh, a great callback. Sometimes lucky. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Because it is, it is like you see how line A scores from that half wall uh, with the six on five advantage, and it's not it's not played well by Georgiev. Yeah. But that's where he scores a ton of his goals. Yep. It's from that that general area right there, where a lot of great shooters score a lot of their goals. But with Rantanen, uh we've seen his breakaways. He's able to do serious damage, and in the shootout, has been a, a fine shootout guy. Yep. But a guy like Line, where it's more shot than like all shot, no move. You know? Yeah, like than, than like a creativity where, you know, the TJ Oshie, Troy Terry's of the world just eat goalies up because they've got an endless bag yep. of tricks up their sleeve where they get them moving and then they're good enough to put the puck where they want to put it. 
But with Line A, he doesn't make any kind of meaningful move. He's got a year to think about it, which might have actually been bad because he had so much space that it was like <laughs> he can get as cute as he wants. Yep. Because sometimes on breakaways, like Logan O'Connor is a great Overthinks example. Overthinks it a little bit. Where yeah. Logan O'Connor typically will have a guy like hounding him. Yep. And so he doesn't have like, he's got to shield the guy chasing yep. him. There was none of that. This is a, this is as close to like a penalty shot in live action as you can get. And Georgiev just, he doesn't, he doesn't bite on anything. He doesn't sell out. He doesn't do anything. He just waits him out and, and just eats the puck right up and easy peasy for him. Uh, and and look, in the third period, I think one of the big keys oh, and what we didn't see in the game against the Islanders, when it came down to crunch time, Resolve. it's the Avs' big guns that get the job done for you. Obviously, the Miko goal on the power play. The follow-up goal, insane play from McKinnon to find Kale, who finally puts one into the net. And it was funny because Kale had just yeah. passed up. The a one, great I was actively chance. begging him to shoot the yeah. puck as he scored the goal. You'll like, hear, if you go and watch the watch along, you'll hear me in the background shouting, Cal! <laughs> when he passed the puck, and then four seconds later, he scores, and you're like, yeah, that's it. That's what I was after. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And then, oh my God, did he ever feel it. Oh, yeah. Because immediately he was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm Kel McCarr. That's right. <laughs> I'm Kel McCarr. Yeah. Now, boy, that feels good. I like score goal. That felt, yeah. I'm feeling this now. Watch me dominate. <laughs> and he just takes over like multiple shifts in a row. We were like, holy fuck, dude. <laughs> I loved it. I loved the way he scored the goal. It wasn't just a shot from the point. It, yeah. it was right in the slot. He used his feet. Perfect yeah. positioning. And you could see a wave of relief oh, as soon sure. as it happened. And then, obviously, he, he switched up and a dude, he played. A dude that does not like to show yeah. a ton His of emotion. His usual celebration is like, yep, I scored. Yeah, okay. and, and he's like, bumps, bumps, yeah. bumps. You I really did felt that. it. And that was, no, there was a little bit of a lion's roar there. Yep. You could tell he was feeling it. <laughs> it's always great. A little knee-high afterwards. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> there was. I'm... Watch it. You didn't need to do it on the plane, okay? <laughs> uh, dude, look, all right. Knee-high planes have equaled only wins to this point. That's right. So maybe there's yeah, something to it. It's true. <laughs> the secret to beating jet lag. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Athletic greens and knee highs. There you go. <laughs> also, do not want to undersell. Uh, definitely flew under the radar a little bit tonight. Nathan McKinnon had four assists. <laughs> And it's definitely safe to say that that Avs top line, I think the power play, especially on one or two of them, you're going, why? <laughs> Stop passing. You're being way too cute. But you look back and go, well, four of those passes worked out for Nathan McKinnon. You kind of give him a little bit more of a yeah. pass. Uh, so great credit there. <clears throat> I was especially happy to see the four assist game from McKinnon. Yeah. Because watching... Toronto and Edmonton fans all week <laughs> while the abs were off. Yeah. Like do the, do the superstar circle circle jerk. Yeah. And then make fun of abs <laughs> fans for being excited about Nathan McKinnon. And it was like, <laughs> I understand, I understand where y'all coming from. And I know that you guys are like jacked up about regular season shit. And I'm not going to get into this argument, but Boy can play some. <laughs> a little bit. Like just a just a casual reminder. Didn't have a great game and he finished with four assists, so let's tone it down there, champ. And, and look, the the fifth goal was really the end of the game. That was the one that sealed it for Colorado, basically. Yeah. That that and the, the gear give save. There really wasn't a big push. push. Yeah. A sustained push after that where you felt like the abs were really in danger. Yep. Like they were under siege. It and was very controlled. Where you see they can be stifling like that. Yeah. Like, wow, that pressure, the when you decide to apply it, it is dominant. And but it comes late in the third. Yeah, right. It's It's like the nine minute mark on. The abs were just like, We're winning well, this. You we're want, taking over. You watch the dumb. first twenty and the last ten and it's like, Oh, the yeah. abs gave up eight shots in those 30 minutes and 30 in the middle 30 minutes. <laughs> like, just play a little bit more consistently across that game and you don't make life nearly as hard on yourselves, right? It's kind of the abs MO, though. Right. I mean, for the last few years, right? Like, you always talk about it. It seems like they get bored for a little bit and they're like, 
oh, let's see what we can do by just <laughs> imploding for a period and a half. <laughs> and look, well, and, and some of that I think is like, like you just start to cut corners. Yeah, you for know, sure. you do a lot of little things, and hockey is a game that is predicated on consistently doing the little things correctly and at a high level. And whoever does that. You know, it's the old, it's the old like St. Louis Blues, like you're boring but you're effective. Yeah. Where they would just it was just sixty minutes of good decisions, and it was just so frustrating to to try and beat. And the Avs don't do that. The Avs have thirty minutes of good decisions, and they have the kind of talent where they can they can style on you a little bit in a night like tonight. Yeah. Uh, but then those other thirty minutes, they cut corners, they get lazy, they get careless. Yeah. Uh, and then it's, it's like it's like look, nobody is that good it, it, to right. get away playing. Like it's this. so unbelievably yeah. frustrating because they've shown you they're better than that, but sometimes they just decide not to be. Um, king of the game, come on! There's literally zero doubt about who's getting king of the game in Four Finland, assists, baby. Oh my god! <laughs> Shut your mouth. The first, game is first goal of the year. JT Copper, what a trip! The the only hat tr- NHL hat trick ever in the country of Finland. It's going to Miko Rantanen. Obviously, Aww. it's beautiful. Look at that image. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know they definitely forced the hat trick goal pretty hard, but it still counts the same. So. The hats were so delayed. <laughs> I thought they were too. I was like, did I not see that yeah. correctly? <laughs> and well, and I'm like, I know multiple people at this game. I know your motherfuckers own hats. Where are they at? A lot of people went, I paid $70. That's what I said. <laughs> I was joking downstairs. I was like, hats are 50 bucks these days. <laughs> that thing not going to some poor kid in like some, some, some charity in Finland or whatever. No, it's too expensive for that. <laughs> Love to see it. The Avs' first hat trick of the year. I have to pour water on my head now. Um, it's a weird tradition. It is weird. It's a strange one. I don't know how we got here, but we did. <laughs> uh, I mean, when you go a fucking decade without it. That's not a real word. You made that up. <laughs> oh, that was the safe word from Eurotrap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was the oh. safe word from Eurotrip. Uh, let's get to the super chats here. Two dollars from Kevin, who yeah, says the moose had with an the assist, by the way. Yeah, it was a four point nine. Yeah, I know. Just to make sure we gave him proper credit here, it ended up as a four point nine for him. Pretty good. Thank also, you for the two, Kevin. Bad. Six shots. Shot fifty percent. Not bad. It's pretty good. Uh, D. Grow with the five saying, for sure, there was a holding on Mac that should have been a penalty. There oh, was yeah, a few. That was there was a in few. the defensive zone there yeah. along the boards. And, and again, that's the frustration Dudes. with the refs isn't that they're calling soft stuff. It's that yeah. it's wildly inconsistent. That was right at the end of the second because it looked like he started yelling at the ref right afterwards. Cause <laughs> well, in the start of the third period, you remember like the first shift, Ranton is like screaming yep. at the ref. Yeah. Like punching himself in the face yep. to show him, like he hit me like yeah. this. <laughs> he, he hit me in the face, dude. And Ranton was like, "There's a difference between like, like shouting at the end. His face is turning red. I, I, and it was like you'll full see blown. every penalty. The the guy who gets called will be like, ah, fuck off or whatever. But yeah. Miko was like, no, we're yeah. we're having a chat. <laughs> Something, yeah. whatever it was, did not get called, and he was. Living. Yep. <laughs> uh, Two dollars from Aaron, who says, "Good excuse to day drink today, eh, boys? Go abs!" Absolutely. Yeah, I would say the mimosas yes. were delicious. Come, I, come by tomorrow. More mimosas. I turned down the alcohol for today because I have like actual shit to do today. But tomorrow, <laughs> it's, it's we, happening. We getting that brunch Moose on mimosas. Yeah. Moose mimosas. We getting that brunch on tomorrow. If I have to go into a Bellini fest, that's fine too. Mm-mm. Brunch it's, menu is fire. Yeah, too. dude. Brunch yes. about it. They do have steak and eggs too, as well. I know that's part of the brunch menu, man. I, I went to Pete's Kitchen with homies this morning, oh, so right. uh, I was not like I'm still not hungry. Like I'm uh, that was <laughs> that was plenty. Pizzas, you get a lot of food at Pete's. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude. <laughs> Too many hash browns. Yes. Way too many hash browns. Uh, $5 from Sonny, who says, Much love, DNVR crew. Moose is loose. I'm here at work cheering the W calmly. It's <laughs> warrant resolution day at my work. 
So work face mode first. Yeah, oh, knowing yeah. knowing Sonny for a long time, I refuse to believe that man has ever done anything calm. <laughs> <laughs> anything. That is an intense hockey fan. And $10 from Justin who says, Rudolph, thanks for the treasure map for the high seas adventure. Got you. Thank you very much for the super chats. Uh, any final thoughts? Anything anybody want to touch on? Winning is way more fun. Oh, true. We talked, we talked, like, cut the shit. You're better than Columbus. Just go and beat them. They toyed with the food for a little bit today, but, but they closed. They closed, and you definitely, uh, you, you know, you'd asked Megan earlier, you know, the how do you how do you grade the third period? Yep. A bad start, but a strong finish. Like, which do you think Columbus would have preferred at that point? The only grade that matters at the end of the day is a W. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and that's hey, that's two points. Yep. Bam. We were, talking, we, were, we were joking yesterday. Oh, they're out of the playoff picture. Like, <laughs> they're right back in it now. Oh, oh, okay, well, then now they're back. Yep. So uh, the the win is great, but it should be the, the kind of win that it was. Should be that kind of confidence builder where you saw a lot more avalanche hockey. Yep. You saw more guys get involved. Some guys, you know, Newhook with two points in two games. Confer gets his first goal. Rodriguez gets his first assist. Like some guys start to get some things here. Uh, your depth, your depth showed up. Your defense balled out offensively. I mean, tons of points for that defense today. Um, I think. I think Josh Manson is the only defenseman who did not ha- register a point today. So, and Devon Taves had two. Yep. Kale so, also had two. I mean, you're just talking just a very like Avs. Spread. Oh, yeah, we got to talk about Knack. We're getting there. We're getting Great. there. Well, because you final thoughts. My yeah. final thoughts are winning is more fun. Good, good. I mean, bottom feeders, you got to stun on those hoes. <laughs> That's basically it for that. Uh, no cap. <laughs> uh, okay. Megan, you have a final thought? No. Should the Avs claim Knack? Yes. The timing of it is so weird. Yeah. Because the deadline to claim him tomorrow is the is puck drop. Yeah. Yep. I don't know how that works. If they put in a claim, and they won't know because they could put in yeah. a claim, but they won't know if they get him until noon tomorrow. Yep. So the game is starting. I don't know how the cap works with the, if they were to claim him. Because he'd technically they, be on the roster. Would they have yeah. to then not only sit, but officially oh. send down? A guy like a McDonald. Well, maybe that's why Mac only played three minutes tonight. Like, which we talked about. Like, if you're not going to play that guy, then you're not playing him. Like, yep. Quit fucking around here. Yep. Eagles need him. Please give him <laughs> back. God, that defense definitely it's, needs. It's rough. Yeah. Uh, needs some help other than Brad Hunt uh, <laughs> when it comes to puck moving. Uh, but even but, on the defensive side, having Knack <sighs> in the lineup is... I think an improvement over. Well, and and this is where you're comfortable. Like this is a guy that would immediately come in and be comfortable, whatever. Yep. But do you really need another one of like those guys? Because that's not a guy that gives you consistent help. We talked about how he had 11 goals last year. He's not scoring 11 goals again this year. Yeah. He's not. He's probably not putting up 22 points again. And he's really a healthy scratch once Nuke and Helm are back. Yeah, and and like so it's it's really like he he doesn't you you would claim him. He doesn't he won't play for you tomorrow. He can he physically can't. Yeah. Uh do you Yeah, yeah, you would obviously the the claim would happen before puck drop, but you won't know because other teams could also claim him. Yeah. They won't know if they get him or not. So where does I mean? Where does he play? Where does in, in in my mind? What does he do that makes you better? For sure, better. Long term, I don't know. Like that he does for sure. He maybe takes, uh, so he would take out a McDonald from the lineup now. Yep. Darren Helm comes back. Now your bottom six mm-hmm. is Nicholas Abe Kubel and Martin Kaut and J T Comfer and Andrew Cogliano and Logan O'Connor and <laughs> like, Dryden Hunt's in there. And Dryden Hunt. Yeah. And you're, you're yeah. like, these are like, it's so many like fourth line yeah. guys. 
Yep. Where you're like, when you're when you start to get because Natushkin and, and Helm are not long term. Yep. They both should be back pretty soon, yep. especially Nuke, who's Nuke like, could play tomorrow. We right, don't know. Like, yeah. went out in warmups and tested it out to the like. That's how close that is. So by the time he you they because they don't play again until next Thursday. Yep. So you would get him, but. He could How, literally I, I be guess, back on waivers before his first game with the ads. It's like, like it's like putting a it's like putting a instead of taking a band aid off and replacing it with a new band aid, it's like putting a band aid on an old band aid. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like, All right, is that in any better? Or do you just have now two band aids on it? <laughs> on this like wound of yours. Like you skin your knee, you put a band aid on it, you're like, All right, well I need to change out the bandage. Instead of doing that, you just put a band aid going across the other way. You got a little X now. Now you got two band-aids on the same thing. Are you any better off? Is that helping you recover any faster? I mean, maybe it has a placebo effect. Is that the point of it? Obviously. It well, the band-aid the, from McDonald's well, is like a little I know. slim is, little... Is, would the placebo effect be enough to get Jared Bednar to chill out with <laughs> Actually the Actually play those dudes a little bit? Because he would yeah. be comfortable with Knack. Yeah. Yep. Where, you know, Knack would take, would you know, if, if Knack and Nachushkin both were to be in the lineup on Thursday against Nashville, next Thursday, that takes out Maltsev, that takes out McDonald. Yep. Maybe. A couple, I don't know. Of, a couple of guys that he's very comfortable with and very familiar with. Does that, is the placebo effect there enough? Hmm. For me, no. It's a no for me. Uh. It's also a no for me. Okay. I'm picking them up. Let's go. <laughs> well, like you got Dryden Hunt. Yep. Like you did this yep. already. And if you pick Knack up, do you then put Dryden Hunt back, back on, on waivers? waivers? And you're just like, well, thanks for the memories. <laughs> you're welcome for the free Finland trip. <laughs> uh, okay. We're going to get out of here. Uh, everyone wish Mrs. Rudo a happy birthday. And uh, that's all we got. You taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on that's nice at caskers.com we make this experience easy caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code welcome 10 for ten dollars off your first purchase get ten dollars off your first purchase with code welcome 10 at caskers.com